<laughs> Boom! Did you hear that? Y'all confused yet? Y'all scared? I'm both. That's, that's, oh, that's not the music you're used to, is it? What? Alan's in charge. Get out of my face. Also, welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm scared. Yeah. Cry. Cry. <laughs> this, is, this is my show, and also Mike's show, but mostly my show. I'm in charge. <laughs> Me. Hi, everyone. Um... This Welcome a- to Creepy Cooking Staff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Creepy Cooking Staff. Um, I'm I'm here. I don't know why I'm here, but uh, I'm, I'm I've decided to, uh, you know, he, he he is officially a co-host on Creepy Cooking Staff, and Creepy Cooking Staff has been absorbed into the UCA fold. It'll yeah, be an occasional thing we do where I'm in charge, and God, I'm so pumped right now. You know how pumped I am? How pumped are you, Alan? I'm pumped, like... If, uh, have you guys seen Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F? No. Okay, uh, well, sure. there's, there's a song... Okay, let me explain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, I, there, there's a song in that movie called F by Maximum the Hormone. Is that, wait, that, is that the band's real name? Yes, Maximum the Hormone. <laughs> um, they're they're a Japanese like metal band. They're fucking crazy. Uh, and I heard that song in the movie. They do a song about Frieza that is in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and assumed, oh, Maximum the Hormone, because I, I had been aware of them previously. I was like, oh, Maximum the Hormone did a Frieza song for this movie. Not the fucking case. It turns out. That Maximum the Hormone, before that movie was even an idea, wrote a song about Frieza that fucked so hard (laughs) that Akira Toriyama saw it live and was like, we're fucking bringing back Frieza. (laughs) And, like, uh, I I actually use that song for my alarm clock sometimes. uh, Wow. Because it's it's such an amazing pump-up. I can do that on the iPhone. Um, but it's, it's such, like, fucking amazing part. Hey, hey, future David, can you play just the part where they shout Frieza over and over again? Holy shit. Wow. Okay, that was legit. I need a cigarette. Yeah, oh, man. (laughs) Was that a religious experience (coughs) I had just now? (laughs) Almost, yeah. Shit. So I I didn't realize at first you were talking about an animated Dragon Ball movie. I was thinking of the equally awesome live action one from 1991. And also, future David, could you also play Six Underground? Uh, you know that song still slap. That song is still like chill. Oh, you, yeah. know, you have to decide how you want to wake up in the morning. It's like do you do you wake up to you want if you want to feel pumped, you listen to yeah. F Max uh, F. Uh, is it is it the song just F? Yeah, it's the song's just called F. Okay, so you want to feel pumped and, and ready to, like, you know, bite someone's ear off, you listen to F. You want to feel, like, super chill and ready to, like, face the day in, like, a super calm way, you listen to Six Underground. And if you want to feel really, really chill, you put on the, hey, future David, could you really, really quickly put in the, the Morio Cho radio opening here? Just because. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Here's, there's, there's an obligatory David. JoJo reference in there. Okay. Cool. Now, future David, play all three of those songs on top of each other. Oh, no, God, don't. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he did that. I don't know how wait, I would wait, recognize wait, in the wait, past that he did it in the future, but shit. 
Sorry, you left out. Clarissa explains it all. Oh, God. He must be feeling really generous right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Let's future see. David is more confident about uh, about this than I am. Uh, because, I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, y'all came up to me and like, hey, David, you want to be a co-host on, on Creepy Cooking Staff, which we are now putting into Undercooked Analysis. And I was like, well, yeah. I don't know. And then Alan put a gun to my head. And, yeah. Uh, he, didn't well, even know, he didn't even know I was in California. Yeah, it was crazy. And, or that, and the fact that Mike came with him was, was the craziest part. But, but for, for some yeah. reason, Mike didn't have a gun. He just pulled out like a plushie of Isabel and put it on top of Alan's gun. And that made it By the way, worse. We we were not we were not going to cut off your ear. Uh, I was just playing uh, that stuck in the middle with you song because it's a good song. Oh, okay. That's yeah. yeah, it is a good song. Isabel really wanted to cut your ear off though. I had to I had to talk her down a little bit. She's she's been drinking a lot lately. Oh yeah. Well I understand. I mean she's she's under the she's not under the gun, she's on top of the gun, but she's also having to deal with the fact that Doom is coming out the same day as Animal Crossing, so Well she's happy with that. The problem is that she's got so many things on her plate and it's stressing her out. You know, she's got she I mean she's got a she's got a uh Smash Brothers obligation now on top of everything else. Isn't that how she vents her frustrations though? Like, you would think she just goes and beats the shit out of Link or Kirby or uh, <coughs> or hell any any of the like five thousand Fire Emblem characters that are in the game. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, we're we're here. I, I guess. Um, I I, I um, welcome to Creepy Cooking Staff, the show where we take ingredients provided by you, the viewers, and we cook up something special in our kitchen. Only it's not an actual kitchen. We come up with ideas based on your ideas for writing. That's the catchphrase. The whole catchphrase. And the points don't matter. <laughs> hey, future David, whatever you do, don't play Something's Cooking in My Kitchen right now. That'd be a really bad <laughs> idea. And then don't layer it with every other song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think my ears are bleeding. <laughs> I think he, I think it's just because Future David decided that in order to save us all, he just put in uh, F and cranked it up to eleven, so it overshadowed everything else. You know, Isabel, do you have any more of that cocaine left? I'm gonna need no. Okay, that's all right, sweetie. That's... Bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on today's episode, we asked our listeners. I was gonna say viewers, but you can't see us. Nope. We asked our listeners to give us some suggestions for an SCP type entry. Ooh. Well, by we, they, he means Alan and David. Uh, Alan loves leaving me in the dark and just kind of springing on me what we're going to be doing. To, yeah. Because he relishes my horrified reaction. I literally keep him in a closet. That too. That's why you don't although, hear Mike although much. I'm more, I'm more willing to do that. I have to edit out the sounds of Alan, or I have to, I have to edit out, um, you know, over Alan, which is kind of difficult. I usually record in two bands, and I have to edit out the sounds of muffled uh, banging and pleading in the distance. And I, I wondered if that was Mike. It sounded familiar. Yes. <sighs> so, uh, so we we put out uh, Alan. Alan put out a prompt, and we we, we, we gave everyone an hour, and we kind of got flooded. Yeah, this was actually really impressive. Honestly, um, we, we got some good we got some good runners up too, mm-hmm. didn't we? We're gonna yeah, definitely. We're gonna read them. We're gonna read them all, right? Like, 
Yes, uh, but also some of some of them are already fully formed uh, SCP ideas and need no further input from us. Yeah, go out and should write we, those. Should we, should we do those first and then switch to the stuff that we're actually going to be using? I think that's uh, fair. But we can do that. Yeah. 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 That involves, us, that involves us reading them all on our own and sorting out which ones. <laughs> That's fair. Well, why don't we start with Twitter? Because most of the responses came through your uh, the tweet you did, uh, Alan. So, which, by the way, if you want to tweet Alan, it's at Beast Bannon. Yes. Uh, uh, why, don't we, why don't we each grab one and read it and see what we think? Because a lot of these are pretty much uh, just a lot of the ones that were shared are fully formed ideas for um, SCPs. Yeah. yeah uh, at JV Frankenstein. Uh, Suggested a spooky lamp that turns people into cannibals. <laughs> That's already a fully formed idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Red Wolf said a jock strap that gives you abilities based on what you have eaten. It's like a cross between, um, well, just a jock strap and that story ability that we've done live a couple times. So I just ate a salad. So what would that do to me? You're Captain Planet. You're cat now, Captain Planet. So I'm blue and gay. And I can fly. And you fight bad guys who like to loot and plunder. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'm, uh, I'll do, I'm, I'm down with that. Okay. I, I dig mullets. <laughs> also suggested by at uh, Marky Stardust is a jukebox that plays the song that was on during an emotional heavy moment in Sentient and based what song it plays on if it likes you or not. Oh, I like Ooh. that one. I mean, it's fully formed, but I like that. Have you ever, guys ever yeah. seen the, uh, the Night Gallery? Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with Night Gallery, because I know Twilight Zone is the more popular two, but there was actually a, there's one I remember that was called the Tune and Dance Cafe. Um, that involved a, a jukebox that played a song that every night that would skip randomly and then stop, uh, always around the same time. And it was a song that played when a, a guy was shot by the mob in front of that jukebox. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. So if this jukebox really didn't like me, it would play the song I heard the first time I had sex, which would be horrifying. Oh, now I would need to know what was the song that played the first time you had sex. I can still feel her beard, too. That was. That That's was a long, joke. that was a good, that was a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, we have another completely fully formed idea uh, from Troy, R-O-T, at Troy underscore R-O-T-K. Um, it, it's, it's so fully formed, it's four tweets. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The Island of Reverse Furries. The Foundation has a... <laughs> The Foundation has a site where a bunch of hyper-intelligent animals dress up and role-play as humans all day. The Foundation wants to get their input on critical issues because they're absolute geniuses, but all they want to do is eat human junk food and recreate their favorite scenes from The Office. (laughs) Researchers have to trick them into solving their problems by presenting it as human office work. Just a few more random ideas. One, this is the worst job you could possibly get as a researcher. This is where they send researchers instead of just secretly killing them. 
another idea. The horse is a brilliant mathematician. Uh, the alligator likes to shit post. Um, another like idea. Exactly as much poop as you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> and another, and the last bullet point. Whenever they watch human TV, they laugh at all the wrong parts and get excited by people doing mundane human things. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, great. Yeah. That's... But also completely fully formed without any input by us. Yeah. But also, amazing. Yeah, it's the best SCP I've ever read or heard of already. <laughs> I actually, yeah, this is a great idea. Is the whole horse a mathematician thing based on that that story about the guy who apparently trained his horse to count? Maybe. Could be. Which ended up being a hoax, but um, this is a classic thing where it, the, the horse, or the horse could spell. I think that was the other thing, too. That was the idea. The horse could count and could spell. So this this reminded me of a bit in the novel The Year of the Angry Rabbit. I don't know if I ever mentioned that's one of my favorite novels to you guys before. Uh, do you know the Do you know the monster movie Night of the Lepus about the giant flesh eating rabbits? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that movie was very, 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 very loosely based on that novel, and it's a really hard to find novel. But there was a it's the premise of the novel is that Australia finds a way to basically become the ultimate world superpower and forces everyone into world peace. And one of the things that the that the prime minister does to enforce world peace is he has all of the world's nuclear engineers gathered up and exiled to this tiny little island that they can never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up they end up just getting bored and experimenting and building stuff, and they end up building a bomb and blowing the island up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. <laughs> and so, at some, somewhere at some point, there are giant killer plague carrier rabbits too that keep popping up. But, oh, that's but, fun. Yeah, this it's a lot of really funny stuff, but the main source of the humor is how the prime minister uh, brings about world peace and enforces it for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. Book. Anyway, tangent, tangent done. That's a that's a that, that's a good tangent. That pretty much covers what we got on Twitter. So, um, well, uh, Troy Troy did leave a, a second one that was not connected to the other ones. That was a group of interests that's not actively trying to destroy the foundation, but they're a threat to the foundation because of their resources and sheer baffling incompetence. So, if Dunder Mifflin was a group of interest, speaking of the office, oh. Well, I mean, um, couldn't they just send those guys to the island of the reverse furries and keep eh, keep them busy so they stay out of trouble? I guess. I mean, they would probably be like, "Oh, teach us your ways, oh incompetent ones." <laughs> You, that 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 impression started very Irish initially. I don't know why. Oh well, I wasn't trying to. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Hi, hi, hi! Oh, the alligator shit posted again. Hey, Fusha David, could you play the cacophony of noise over the accent humor? Oh no! Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we should bring Frieza back. Um, <laughs> please keep us moving, please. <laughs> <laughs> Before I start talking Alan, about, for the uh, love of God, there should, there should be animated. Uh, <coughs> uh, I'm moving to the Discord. <laughs> which which uh, Discord? As far as, as, far as uh, uh, the CCS Discord on the cre- Creative Horror page. Cool. Let's all go there. Yes. Welcome, all of you. How Welcome. are you doing? You all. You're looking pretty good. Hey, you know, thanks. Like, 
No, I talking to talking to the listeners. Jesus, you, you know they they probably appreciate it. Yeah, not in front of the listeners. Come on. I mean, how, I mean, often, I mean, how often? How often do we just compliment the listeners on their looks? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, you out there, you look great. Nice butt. Powerful thighs. Yeah. <laughs> you're uh, you're quite a tall glass of titties, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Aren't you a tall glass of titties? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm looking for ones in here that are already their own, already fully formed. Uh, we, we, I think we have to mention, uh, Beth's, oh, yeah. uh, an entire store restaurant with abnormal qualities like a McDonald's or a Walmart. That is a great idea. Uh, it is already an SCP. Yeah. The, uh, the infinite Ikea is the one I can think of, but there's probably a few like that. Yeah. Uh, not that it's a bad idea though. Cause obviously yeah. it was done. People did it because it was a cool idea. I feel like a fast food take on it would be a little more interesting than an Ikea take on it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I so do I can... appreciate that, that Bringer, uh, Bringer uh, followed it up with, how did McDonald's end up like this? Some, some, quality, some quality classic UCA memory. Very old UCA memory right there. Some, uh, speaking of old UCA memory, Bringer also brought up... Uh, our SCP being a classic character like Spider's Man. Oh, yeah? Which, like, I could see, like, maybe there's, like, an action figure of, like, like a knockoff, like, uh, across-the-border Spider-Man action figure that, like, spiders will actually, like, gather around it Ooh. And, and form Spider's Man. Ooh. Like, they, the it's... action figure is a knockoff Spider-Man, but then acquires the ability to move just because a horde of spiders are drawn to it. If you make it yeah. a, uh, a a Mexican Lily Letty um, Spider Man Mego knockoff action figure, that would actually lend it some authenticity because they also, those actually existed in the seventies. Because because I'm a uh, a wrestling dork, uh, I want it to look like Arachna Man. Uh, for those who don't know, Arachna Man was a wrestling gimmick that was uh, entirely just knockoff Spider Man, <laughs> and it looked like Spider Man only he was uh, purple and yellow. And uh, I, you, you get to hear uh, David and Mike's reaction to uh, Arachna Man in real time as I send the picture. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's just Shocker. It's Shocker just without the, uh, the head. It just needs the gauntlets. Yeah. What? Wow. Okay. And actually, it's actually uh, cooler than I was expecting. I'll be honest. In, in, in ult, in ult, and I think the Ultimate Spider-Man video game, there's a billboard for Arachna Man, and it, it uses the, the purple and yellow uh, color scheme. Oh, dang. Nice. Uh, Arach- Arachna Man didn't last long as an actual wrestler. Aw. Uh, probably for fear of lawsuits. <laughs> uh, he, does look like, he does look like a Mexican knockoff action figure of Spider-Man, though. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an action. It's it's a knockoff Spider-Man action figure that looks like Arachna Man, but like spiders will like form around it and gain sentience from the action figure as as one single being. Ooh. Is Arachna is Arachna Man hyphenated? 
I, I didn't. I googled it without a hyphen. Okay, because I'm looking on eBay to see if this actually exists. <laughs> uh, I don't think he. I, I know he wasn't around long enough to get an official action figure. Yeah, somebody somebody would have to make a custom of it. But I mean, I've seen yeah. weirder custom toys. Yeah, I don't see anything on eBay. <laughs> um. So that, that's that's kind of my SCP pitch right off the bat. That's not a bad. That's that's actually pretty good. I like that one. And that was actually you know a fair suggestion. Um, I want to point out another kind of specific one. This was actually shared on a on a, a different Discord on the Tabula Rasa. This is from um, uh, this is from Dan Cybersquid, our old friend Urkelbot. Uh, All people within twenty nine meters of it gain the knowledge of when each of the others last masturbated. Cool. <laughs> Again, eerily specific, but. <laughs> it could be an SCP. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess this a quality could be applied to an object. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it would be a fun one to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Teddy Bear also adds Power Power Rangers slash slash Tokusatsu themed. Yeah, yeah. also a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Uh, can be used reliably as a fax machine under certain circumstances, of course, is another one from Urkel. I like this one. Uh, Rika sends one that exists in TikTok. Huh. <laughs> Do you have, these, uh, you have these written down in a file somewhere where we can kind of look them over? And, um... Sure don't. Yeah. Huzzah! <laughs> um, uh, hyper hyperthermal has given us uh, something that causes mutilations, but it doesn't make wounds. Like if you cut your off your finger with it, you now have a smaller finger and a self sustaining double ended soul finger. Sweet, oh, dude. <laughs> that's that's pretty sick. That, that one's pretty rad, actually. Um. Um, uh, always helpful. Slime Beast uh, suggested uh, whatever the item is, it makes people fart mustard gas. <laughs> that's that's definitely one of the more dangerous ones. <laughs> it's yeah. funny and dangerous. It's fun and educational. What's mustard gas? I'm glad you asked. Uh, we could tie it into the to the weird fast food restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, actually that's not bad. It's a it, mustard. It's a mustard bottle. Fart mustard gas. Yeah, it's a must. It's a mustard bottle that can transplant itself to different areas that would have a mustard bottle. It would like mm-hmm. swap places with an actual mustard bottle, <laughs> so oh. someone might randomly get the mustard that makes you fart mustard gas. <laughs> it's a really so the- really old bottle that could have been Heinz at one point, but it's like the label is super super faded. And the only thing that can be made out is like what looks like a um, scratches on it make a like a hazard sign or something. Yeah, and you it's contained by surrounding it in a box of mirrors, so it keeps seeing itself and just kind of staying in place because it has no mustard bottles to swap with, maybe mm. or something along those lines. A sentient mustard bottle that replaces other mustard bottles. Oh uh, man. And you cannot bring any uh, mustard 
or condiments of any kind around it. Maybe it swaps with condiments in general. I don't know. Oh. You have to keep you have to keep something about keeping food out of the wing that it's in. Yeah, no, no one can bring it. It'll instantly transpose itself with another food item or something. Maybe it only can replace condiments, though. Yeah, so no if, we're really, if we're building on this one, this is kind of fun. This is an exercise. Uh, yeah, it can only replace yeah. condiments. So you can bring food in, but keep condiments out, because then, like, you'll turn and like, people turn away and look and, like, oh, there's two mustard bottles here. Why is instead of a ketchup bottle? What the hell? Mm-hmm. So it seems just like an innocent mistake. Maybe, yeah. Ooh, maybe maybe that's the the way it's discoverable. Uh, is it can't repl- it it actually specifically only can't replace mustard. <laughs> it's the only one it can't replace. <laughs> yeah, it can it can appear in the place of any condiment except mustard. Oh so my god! Like, you open your fridge and there's like, huh? Did I buy two things of mustard? <laughs> That's perfect. It's like that thing that shows up in the fridge. It's like unassuming. You're like, how long has this been here? What it's just the there. What could the explanation for that possibly be, though? Is it sort of like um, um, how there's certain chemicals, like certain acids that can only be contained in plastic because it thinks the plastic container is the same molecule as the acid, so it doesn't interact with it? Huh. I don't know. I mean, it's anomalous, but it's one of the reasons we we don't... Like, people would probably still be studying it, you know? Like... Um, almost like the idea of someone going into the fridge to go for sunny D and they're doing the whole thing. Oh, there's this and there's purple stuff. And why do I have two mustard bottles in here? I just, I just thought of one off the top of my head, a, a refrigerator that replaces everything inside it with bottles of mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Put stuff in the fridge, open it again, get mustard. Or it's, it's a refrigerator that replicates one of the items. It's like in ad infinitum until it's completely filled. Why are there so many ham sandwiches in here? This I, isn't a pirate I, house. I also just <laughs> mentally came up with the SCP purple stuff. Ooh. It's just... I, I, it, it could be safe class, right? Yeah. And it just shows up. and It's, it's, it's just in everyone's fridge. <laughs> oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. You, you kind of ignore it. What is that? Oh, it's purple stuff. Nobody knows what the fuck it is and where it came from, but everybody's refrigerator has it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's refrigerator has a bottle of purple stuff. And you, and you, igno- you, you have to acknowledge it. Like, when you open your fridge and want something to drink, you never go for the purple stuff, but you have to acknowledge that it's there. Is it like and a you, compulsion? Like, you have to acknowledge yeah. the purple stuff? It's no, like you, you, have, you have to do it, otherwise you fart mustard gas. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like that idea too. Yeah, I like this. All, all this. This is actually really cool. But all from st- spawned from just the fart mustard gas. Yeah, no, just uh, <laughs> like you open the fridge and you're like, I kind of want a beer. Let's see, what do we got here? We got some purple stuff uh, and the beer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't actually do anything. It's just yeah. one of those one of those things. <clears throat> so, does it have any kind of adverse reaction to Sunny D also being in the refrigerator? Like, if there's Sunny D in the refrigerator, you have to drink that after acknowledging the purple stuff? You're not allowed to drink your Sunny D until you acknowledge the purple stuff. (laughs) It is is literally impossible for you to ingest Sunny Delight. (laughs) So maybe it's not a compulsion. Like, (laughs) you buy Sunny Delight 
and all of a sudden there is also some purple stuff in your fridge. Oh, okay. This purple stuff is a byproduct of yeah. putting Sunny D in your fridge. So, so it just so, the S- so now the SCP is Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bottle of SCP. <laughs> There's a bottle. There, there are bottles of Sunny Delight that you cannot ingest until you acknowledge the purple stuff that also appears in your refrigerator. <laughs> it, it spawned from one anomalous batch of Sunny D that they brewed and shipped, so it's finite. Yeah. And the foundation only has some of it, but there's still, some, there's still more in distribution. Maybe, oh, here's how we make it dangerous. You actually can't drink anything until you acknowledge the purple <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You're out in the desert. You can't go like, back to your fridge because your fridge is miles away. Like anything, you come to an oasis, you, tr- you can't. Anything you try to drink just turns into like powder. <laughs> oh man! Or it might not even might not even be that extreme. It could just be your your body's unable to absorb the electrolytes, and you end up dying of water poisoning. God, now you know that's that's the whole thing. With is it Tantalus? Is Tantalus the guy who's up to his neck in water, but every time he bends his head down to drink, the water recedes a little bit? Or was it? Yeah. As, and every time he tries to, to reach for the apples, the tree lifts up. Or is that a different guy? It might be a different guy. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Tantal- I think stu- that's Tantalus. This is the stupidest and one of my favorite SCPs. <laughs> I, you know what? We have two different SC- We have okay. Here, here's the deal. I think we should have one. We should come up with some SCPs in each sort of designation: safe, uh, Euclid, and Keter. Yeah. So I'm done with that. the safe one. Is the um, the mustard that just adds itself to your your setup of condiments? That's yeah. a, that's not a bad contender for that. I'm uh, Euclid is definitely the sun, the cursed Sunny D that makes purple stuff spawn near it. And uh, how, um, we also have Arachnoman. Okay, Arachnoman's good. Um, um, to, to, to clarify, it's an arachnum. It's a knockoff arachnoman action figure that draws spiders to it. Yeah, yes, did I, did and, I remember that? the spider. The spiders all become like a, a sentient hive mind that form the a body of a person. They become spiders, man, and it's a bad time. And you know, just based on that 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 old episode we did, we already know how dangerous Spiders Man is. Yeah. Yes. So, and now Spider's Man is an actual thing. I put I put it in my notes I, I know, and it's, just to keep this straight. Uh, re- described it as a hive mind humanoid spider elemental. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to break it down, yeah, into the scientific terms. <laughs> 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 oh shit! This is great. All right, so so are these our three then, and we're going to put each one in a category. So the mustard's going to be the the harmless one. Mustard safe. What do we call it? Because all the SCPs I thought, I have thought like we, little I thought we decided that the mustard, though, if you ate it, you farted mustard gas. <laughs> yeah, are we going to skip that in order to have this one be a safe one? Or are we going to keep think... that and make the purple stuff the harmless one? 
Well, the purple stuff it has a mind altering effect that makes it so you can't drink until you acknowledge it exists. I love I love that idea too, but I think it'd also work if it was just mundane. So I think either one would work, but well, that's that's kind of hilarious. That the, the weird thing about the designations of SCPs is that sometimes even the safe ones are dangerous. It just means that the that uh, the containment procedures it's, for it yeah, are the yeah, really oh, that's easy. Right. Yeah, Conta- like it's it's not rating the SCP itself; it's rating the containment procedure how easy it so, is. So, like the the Sunny D one could be considered safe. If like they are, they have every ba- every bottle of that Sunny D contained. Yeah, and they, have, and they have a refrigerator big enough to store it all. Yeah, there's like a there's there's one there's one uh, large room somewhere in the foundation that is like a refrigerated room, and they just keep all the Sunny D. And anytime anybody goes in there to research it, there's like one shelf that has all the Sunny D, and then the other shelf is just like on the left. Picture it like a corridor. <coughs> the entire right is Sunny D. <laughs> the entire left is purple stuff. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the size of a meat locker, and it's just rows and rows of the shit. Yeah, it, dude. Lined up like how, soldiers. Imagine how fucking cool that would look in a in, from like um, a movie perspective. Yeah, like, that's com- how I'm, I'm picturing it. Completely white floor, white ceiling, like the kind of like spooky hospital look. Some guy comes in with a lab coat. Everything is purple on the left. Everything is kind of vaguely yellow on the right. I was picturing Gary Busey in a in a hazmat suit coming through. Oh, that's good too. Ooh, maybe maybe every single batch. On both maybe shows. maybe part of the containment procedure is that you have to re up it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So like you have like volunteers or uh, 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 SCP personnel who have to go in the room to a- each individual bottle of purple stuff, <laughs> pull it off the shelf, and go, "Oh, hey, purple stuff." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we well, got you some can't purple just be, stuff. You can't just look at it and, and think, we got "Oh, some purple, purple stuff." stuff. And well, it we would, got some purple stuff, or and could, we got some purple stuff, and oh, Sunny D. <laughs> is there? Could they? Could they have found a way to? Guys, this it? is my fucking favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this too. This is this so is what, sweet. This is sweet Eddie levels of like my <laughs> fucking favorite. <laughs> so so now my question is: Would they would they need a shit ton of temps to do this to get it done every day, or could they find a way to automate it? Dude, it's D, they just throw D class personnel in there. No one gives a fuck about D class. So yeah, but it's a lot of D class personnel to get they, through. They all have of this. one like a so handful of people class, to get through. They have like the amount of the body count at SCP is, is I mean, ludicrous. Would, I don't even know how be- they replenish their staff. It would depend, I guess, on the specifics. Like, would each bottle of Sunny D generate one bottle of purple stuff? And how many? Yeah. How many of each would there be total? Like, would they? Would it be wall to wall? Like several, like tens of thousands of bottles, or would it just be like the size of a meat locker? And there's a few dozen of each. I'd say maybe they're still collecting them too. So there's a few out there. Yeah. So like, there's room for more, but because this this will really make the difference between whether it's safe or really difficult to contain because in order to contain it completely you would have to acknowledge each and every one of those on a regular basis and if there's a shit ton of them you would ha- you wouldn't have nearly enough staff to do it in a oh, reasonable man. amount of time alan are you thinking that you have to once you walk in you have to acknowledge every purple stuff once you see it or do, can you can, is it just like there's one sunny d purple stuff combination that sort of latches onto you and then you have to acknowledge that in order to drink to, to my my, my idea just now was that like you have it, it like uh there it there's a certain amount of time where like you have to re up and acknowledge the purple stuff. I know I know what that or, time is actually. Or or the sunny D is like re, redistributes itself around the world. Oh shit! 
I actually thought of the perfect excuse when they would have to re-up it. Yeah, like, when's that? No- normally, it's it. I don't I don't know what um, storage classification this would be, but generally, like you see, whenever people open the fridge, they have to acknowledge the purple stuff before the sunny D. As long as you don't open the fridge and look in there, you don't have to do that. But they have to open the fridge whenever they find a new batch to store it. So each time they find a new a new batch and they have to go and store it in the fridge, they then have to have staff members acknowledge each one of the purple stuff bottles. <laughs> so they don't have to do it daily or every time, but but every time they find a new one, they have to take inventory and go through the whole fucking process again. And each time they find one, it gets longer. <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. Like they can, no, there Let's can see. be no security Let's see. cameras. We got some purple stuff and oh, Sunny D. Let's see, we got some purple stuff, and oh, Sunny D. Let's see, we got some purple stuff, and oh, Sunny D. <laughs> Would one person have to do it, or could they do it in shifts? I, I feel like maybe there's enough of it that they have to do it in shifts. Or oh, this my is God. Where, like, there's, this a is lar- they... there's a large enough number of this stuff that they, they, uh, they, they have those... to do it. This is yeah. one of those ones where they get like convicted prisoners to do it because by the end of the shift they've gone completely crazy from the tedium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So each time they do it, they find someone who's on death row and they're like, "All right, we got a job for you." And if he survives without blowing his brains out, hey, great. Or okay. without his bladder collapsing because eventually they have to drink the Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I we we have failed to address one very important question here. I you might be thinking what I'm thinking. What but... happens? If you drink the purple stuff. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I was thinking it's like a toxic byproduct. Yeah. What if no one's tried it for a while because they're paranoid of it? But what if by drinking one thing of purple stuff, it like... It's like... Maybe, is it, someone would have tried it at some point. Does it... Or, or does it never even enter your mind as a possibility? Because Sunny D is always the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you think about the commercials, no one ever drinks the purple stuff. No. Dave Chappelle they, wanted to drink the purple but it, stuff. They but just acknowledge got... it, and then, oh, Sunny D. But it's never a full jug of purple stuff, so somebody's drinking it. But it, what if it always manifests as a half jug of purple stuff? It could. Yeah. It could be. It is never, it's never a full jug of the purple stuff. Yeah, I, one thing they realize is what if guys? What if, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not only is this a great idea, it's it's product placement. <laughs> oh my god! It could potentially be officially endorsed by Sunny D. <laughs> and the, the SCP Foundation cor- corporate endorsed SCP episode. Yeah. Oh my god. So so wait. Well, maybe not. I'm sure there's others that had actual real world products involved. I still want to address the, the thing about the purple stuff because you know there's bound to be a fascinating experiment log with this, you know? So that'll be one of the – yeah, that'll be one of the entries that are actually fleshing it out. Attempt, like an attempt to drink – like they have different experiment logs where they attempted to drink the yeah. purple stuff. Like there, there'd be experiment logs where they tell one of the prisoners to drink the purple stuff and the prisoners are just like, but they're Sunny D. <laughs> They could isolate someone in a room with just the purple stuff and separate the Sunny D from it. What would happen? Would it be the Sunny D that gets mad and kills them or something along those lines? What if it's, what if it's so mind-altering that it doesn't even enter the mind of the, like, the scientists? <laughs> like, what if they... What if, like, 
someone like briefly has the idea like okay we need to give someone the purple stuff and like every other scientist is like why would we do that there's sunny heat <laughs> that should be in there like it's written down but no one acknowledges it like, like hey maybe we should try bring drinking the purple stuff like why would we do that if there's sunny d <laughs> That could be the only time it's brought up is in it just happened to be recorded in an audio log, but it's not mentioned anywhere else. <laughs> that could, that's great because then you could have other people explore it further if you wanted to and like actually be like at slowly over time. There's a a gradual like people have never seen it before and don't have don't have the mind altering thing. Just hear about it. Go just mention offhandedly. So wait. What about the purple stuff? Has anyone ever tried the purple stuff? Why would we? There's Sunny D. Just, oh, this is so good, you guys. What if it gets, it has kind of a cult mentality on people, or like if somebody's able to be curious enough to want to try the purple stuff, everyone else turns on them. And then it goes, and then it turns like uh, Lord of the Flies. (laughs) Oh, man. What if it's, but what if it's more subtle than that? Like, it's not even that. It's just like there's an apathy. Like a low-key, you don't even think about it, apathy about the purple stuff. I don't know. I... The, tough, the tough thing about that, like I said, is that um, it couldn't be mentioned anywhere in the log if that was the case, so there'd be no way to really spell it out. Well, I mean, that's like, it's like you have to, it's, it's acknowledging the purple stuff before you get to the sunny D, but like, you have to have witnessed it to do it. So what if there's a researcher who's involved in this that then is like, hey, what about the, I mean you know, just brings it up because they're not influenced by it. You have to have looked in and seen the Sunny D and the purple stuff for it to take effect, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you've just heard about it, it doesn't affect you. Once you see it, once you've, like, opened the fridge or you've gone into the vault and you've seen the Sunny D, boom, it's instantaneous. The effect triggers. You can't consume any other liquid until you've had the Sunny D. You have to, or, no, until you've acknowledged the purple stuff, you don't even have to drink the Sunny D. Yeah. You just have to acknowledge the purple stuff and the fact that Sunny D is also present. Can this SC- you know how the SCPs have, have um, mock titles? Yeah. Uh, what, don't we just, what if this one is just titled, you know, SCP uh, number XXXX, acknowledge the purple stuff? I love it. That's the title of the SCP. I, lo- I love this. This is, holy shit. Oh, this is good. Okay. Or would would the would the title itself not even acknowledge the purple stuff? Like the well, there, it's, 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 it, it's it would be like it would be like an unofficial title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's never like really like proper official titles in uh Yeah, I know. I just, I just taking, taking it to the next level and like even the people who upload it don't acknowledge the purple stuff. <laughs> you could you could alter it is either the title is either acknowledge the purple stuff or just oh hey, Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> uh this 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 is great i'm a plus i'm satisfied with this this is a great way to kick things back off now that 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 see uh creepy cooking staff is a is a a regular segment of uca yeah ah uh, wow God, this was so good this was so good i don't even want to like necessarily explore any other ones because there's nothing's gonna top this one i admittedly yeah. the mustard Sorry, idea is, is i'm still kind of fond of the mustard idea but that no, can be put is, on the back burner this is yeah no this is leagues beyond arachnoman and mustard idea but i feel as, like as good as those were 
I think the I think those first two are pretty straightforward anyway. Yeah. Because like we talked about them, we talked about it enough to kind of really flesh out the idea, and yeah. there's probably some easy ways to contain them. Although I am curious how they would contain the Aragonan figure to keep it from drawing spiders to its location. <laughs> I mean, spiders do get in everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. You literally have to like bury it in a lead-lined box or something. I don't know. You have to like put put the figure in a cement block or something, <laughs> something ri- ridiculous like that. And if you open the box, the second it even cracks open, you just get flooded and eaten by spiders. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you open the... It's a siren song to spiders. Spiders everywhere will gradually... Spiders within a certain radius will gradually start approaching this figure. And they'll try to get there by any means necessary. Okay, well, now we're already starting on another one again, so... Yeah. Yeah. That was the main thing I was curious about that one, was how would they contain that one? Uh... I mean, like I said, if they're going to continue to make sure no spiders ever come to it, they only take it out of the case or whatever it's sealed in. Yeah, uh, and during... the, I think the mustard bottle mirror box still works, I think, because it can't, since we decided it can't swap places with mustard, if it's surround, if it can only see mustard, it can't swap with anything else. Right, yeah. I think that was what it was, so. And plus whatever spiritual aspects are connected to mirrors in general, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the, uh, the our winner winner is definitely uh, acknowledge the purple stuff. It's absolutely it's absolutely the winner. <laughs> yeah. Um. So honestly, did uh, we get the, the the purple stuff in Sunny D one from a suggestion, or did we tangent snowball our way into it? I we think tangent we kind of tan- we tangented off the mustard. Okay. Yeah. So because mu- we came up with like stuff appearing in fridges. I feel like that's probably that. That was probably the only way this could really work to come up with an SCP, but without like, because I mean, you you explain an SCP and idea in one sentence, and it's already basically done. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we could really do is take little little pieces, like a, a fraction of an idea, and then just kind of snowball it into something that actually works. That's I pretty much how SCP. That's basically you start with a premise and you just flesh it out exponentially for a while, and that's just how yeah. it goes. Um, so I guess we kind of have to thank Slime Beast for inspiration for that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It spiraled off into a totally different thing, but yeah. Yep. So there you go. Actually, these were all, a lot of these are really good, uh, a little good. uh, These are all really good suggestions. And I like some of the fully fleshed out ones. Uh, the ones that you fleshed out, right? Just, just write that shit. Just write those SCPs. Just do it. Yeah. Find a way to use yeah. them without... I don't know. I don't know how they, they do submissions now. I almost want to submit Acknowledge the Purple stuff. If that doesn't already it exist. It's so good. <laughs> someone, someone's writing it right now. Yeah. Hey, if someone Listen out there writes... If someone out there wants to write Acknowledge the Purple stuff as, a, as an SCP, just give us... Find a way to give us a, a little nod in there. Maybe name some... Uh, some scientists or some D class people after us, or you know, put little hints of us in there. Some little references to to, to uh, creepy cooking staff, UCA. That's all. That's all we ask for. Just make it yeah. make it apparent that we're kind of the source of the inspiration. But then ha- go crazy. I want to see how far this can go now. Just give like a like a special thanks sort of thing is all you need because that's that's really the purpose of this of this podcast is to test inspire people to Alan, write this stuff. Te- test subject Alan C redacted. <laughs> Subnotes who has a giant wiener. <laughs> who has a giant W redacted. Yeah. Is best is, is best wiener? friends with S 
with S redacted. <laughs> M redacted and I redacted from A redacted, C redacted. <laughs> did I, did I S send redacted, you guys? O, re- o redacted. I can't remember if I sent you, David, the, the stupid SCP idea that I wrote like a year ago. I never, I never submitted it. It was just a dumb idea, and I was, I was doing it as a writing exercise. It was, uh, uh, it was a statue of the Virgin Mary, and you know the, the trope of the Virgin Mary statues is they'll, they'll, they'll cry bloody tears sometimes. Yeah, as like a weird stigma. This one projectile vomits like a fire hose. <laughs> Good. Good. I, wrote, I wrote it out in detail, like how it works, and like different cases of people that affected it. I, I don't remember where I put it though. Yes, that's good. Um, I wrote an SCP once that ended up being turned into a uh, storage entry for um, when me and Slime Beast were working on um, um, the Faceless Corporation, and I've written a few pseudo SCPs that ended up just being random items that the Faceless Corporation have put in the storage. I think my favorite, uh, one of my favorites, I wrote was um, this one called Targeted Advertising, which was the idea that there were uh, drones that would flash bake that could they could fly around and when they targeted people they could use an electrical pulse to like flash bake ads into your head in like a split second <laughs> you didn't have to have seen the ad it just makes it so you remember the ad as if you've seen it uh, i know exactly i was targeted by one then i know exactly what ad they they hit me with you remember this old blow pop that old i mean you're probably not old enough to remember the old blow pop ads from the 80s oh you mean the that's a blow pop yeah yeah remember that little opening bit when the f- commercial first comes on the the drum that goes boom ba doom doom and then the kids yeah. pop the sucker out of their mouth and goes so yep. I had that stuck in my head since I was like four <laughs> and sometimes I'll just randomly do it when I'm in the middle of working oh that's inter- interesting is that the, that's that's the, one, the, the part that sticks with me is the part at the end where it's like safe from charms yeah what? yeah what <laughs> <laughs> yeah that didn't stick with me I remember it but that, for some reason what stuck with me was the boom ba doom doom this episode of uh, Creepy Cooking Staff brought to you by Sunny Delight <coughs> and Blow Pop. Yeah, yeah. Not the purple stuff. Not the purple stuff. You well, so uh, I, not well, hey, Sunny D. So I I found it. It's it's like half a page long. Oh, it's, for the the Virgin Mary one? Yeah, it's called Vomiting Mary. It was uh, item number 3342, object class safe, special containment procedures. Uh, vom- I'll just call it Vomiting Mary is to be stored in a sealed box at least one by one by three meters in size the box should be stored in a well-ventilated room with running water and a drainage system or relocated to one prior to its removal for testing foundation personnel must undergo mental relaxation procedure 3342 before removing the SCP from its box or interacting with it during testing and must be accompanied by at least one other personnel with a hose, mop, and cleaning chemicals <laughs> personnel, <laughs> personnel from Catholic households are forbidden to come into contact with it altogether <laughs> Description, it's a white marble statue, approximately 260 centimeters tall, depicting a somber Virgin Mary holding a crown of thorns to her chest, originally discovered outside a small church in Data Expunged. Unlike most Virgin Mary statues, this one's mouth is partially open. When approached by a human subject, the SCP may emit a torrent of pungent green liquid from its mouth at anywhere from 100 to 280 uh, PSI. It continues continues emitting the stream for as long as the subject is within range. Yes. The SCP does not appear to follow its targets when they move, but the force of the liquid is enough to injure or even kill the subject if unprepared. 
The substance is green, oily, carries a pungent odor comparable to bile, and leaves permanent green stays on, stains on clothing. Tests have revealed the SCP is solid marble with no visible internal organs or machinery. The vomitus is neither corrosive nor toxic. <laughs> Over 300 volunteers of different age, gender, and background participated in interactive experiments with the SCP. Out of those subjects, 182 were assaulted, most seemingly at random. 11 of the 182 were assaulted while attempting to prey at the foot of the SCP. 12 were assaulted upon making eye contact with the SCP. 58 subjects, including 10 of the 11 mentioned above, were devout Catholics or raised in Catholic homes. These subjects were assaulted with streams nearly reaching 300 PSI, resulting in the deaths of three. <laughs> Post-experiment polls show 83% of assaulted subjects had been thinking of religious subjects or subjects that con constituted one or more of the seven deadly sins or were otherwise under great stress at the time of their interaction with the SCP. All assaulted subjects reported hearing a distant choir shortly before the assault. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I love that. When, when, contained really or, when contained or when approached by subjects or personnel who have undergone mental relaxation procedure 3342, the SCP-3342 does not emit vomitus. Addendum 33421. Further testing has revealed that SCP-3342 will fire upon any non-human subject larger than a hummingbird. Oh my god. How long ago did you write this? I was... I'll have to check the date on that. Because I'm curious if they've actually gotten up to that number now. They probably would have by now. Oh, this was from 2018, so it was two years ago. Okay, that would have been... Uh, what? Ago, I Series mm -hmm. 4? 3-3... Three, three, it was which one? 3-3... Three, three. Yeah, it's three, 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 something or other. So that would be series four, right? Because it's the three hundreds, and they start with the with the zeros. Uh, so there is a three, three, four, two. It's the Blackfoot potato transplants. Okay, yeah. So it's probably been replaced at least a year ago. But I mean, all I'd have to do is change the number if I wanted to submit it. Yeah, honestly, that's all you have to do. Gosh, some of these are weird. I'm, I, gosh, we, there's so much fun material I want to look through here someday. But for right now, I think. Uh, having, having established our clear winner. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we can wrap up now. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, I think I think I'm going to uh, thank my co-hosts. Uh, give them give them the floor to. Uh, you have anything you want to plug or? Uh, I feel like the things that our listeners would like most that I do would be the Bishop and holiday stuff. Uh, I collaborated with David King here on a two part radio play, yeah. uh, called shadows out of crime set in the, set in the Bishop and holiday universe. And there's also, uh, two novels. One is infernal affairs, a divine comedy of errors. And the other is the Amityville nuisance. And it's essentially magical realism, modern wizard and his afterlife attorney going into ridiculous, um, occult adventures. I would actually, I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I would like to do more Bishop and Holiday stuff in the future. For, yeah, that uh, would be Midnight fun. Marinara. It's, it's a lot more fun when I'm collaborating, when I was collaborating with you on these projects, because sometimes I'd, I'd, I have a fun premise to play with, and I'm not really sure where to go with it, and you're, you're really good at filling in the gaps and saying, well, what, we could take it this direction. And then, essentially, we, when we did that um, radio play, we, we bounced, we played um, tennis with it, like um, um, Pratchett and Gaiman when they were writing Good Omens. Mm-hmm. So, like, you would write a section, send it to me, I'd write the next section, send it back to you, and eventually we'd finish it. Yeah, it, it turned out really good, and I'm still really <laughs> proud of those two episodes. I think it just, it they, they're they a lot of fun to listen to, and they were sort of a backdoor pilot for uh, a potential uh, serial that I'd like to do. And uh, speaking of which, um, I am still figuring out the, the nuances of, of wanting to get either that 
and actually at some point I'd like to do both uh, dead baggers off the ground. So uh, yeah. So, um, so you remind, can you remind us what dead baggers is? So dead baggers is a is a mockumentary about a, a set in a universe where the zombie apocalypse happened, it ended, and now no one gives a shit about zombies anymore. They're just <laughs> no, normal mundane nuisance things. And a a journalist who wants to do a real deep dive kind of thing has decided to do a micro dirty jobs kind of deal. But as a podcast examining the the, the tough lives of zombie hunters, aka dead baggers. It makes the premise makes me chuckle every time I hear it. It's such a good premise, and I and that was one that was a collaboration between uh, me and Slime Beast. It's basically my adaptation of his uh, short story. It's always a zombie, uh, letting me kind of play in the universe that he set up already. So it's always a zombie was the first sort of episode that dealt with that, but with reframed as a expose podcast done by a or a journalistic expose podcast done by a, a recent college graduate. Um, and it's supposed to be intentionally like low budget <laughs> and uh, feel like I have a student quality to it. And uh, there, uh, there was supposed to sort of a backdoor pilot for a series that I'd like to do, as was the two-parter with uh, Bishop and Holiday, just to kind of see what people thought of those two ideas. So, hey, if you liked either or both of those, uh, please let me know and uh, I, so I can feel more motivation to keep working on those projects. <laughs> um, I mean, talking to you guys definitely helps. And... Uh, and all I'd like to plug is honestly, uh, you know, just check out the other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network. Uh, obviously, Creepy Cooking Staff has now been grotesquely folded into this one, like the Blob. But there's obviously there's the Witching Hour, there's Trick or Track, there's Midnight Marinara, uh, there's Darkly Lit, and uh, eventually uh, maybe a couple more podcasts beyond that. Um, I don't want to say too much about them now, but we we have been plotting a couple other uh, podcast ideas that we're going to. Uh, Hopefully get going this year, if all goes well. Yes, Creepy Cooking Staff is now UAC Vore. Yep. <laughs> um, I know you're a Doom fan, so I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little tickled you accidentally said UAC just there. <laughs> <laughs> I did say UAC, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my plug is, uh, I, I know it hasn't happened recently, but I do intend to start streaming on Twitch a little more. Hell yeah. Um, and you can follow me on Twitch. My username is Freddie O'Neill. No spaces, F-R-E-D-D-Y-O-N-E-A-L. And that's about it for Creepy Cooking Staff. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed what we served you. And uh, hey, future David, play that fucking crazy noise again. <laughs> What again? What? Cut, cut. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.